Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 76 of Justified Pursuit. It is a pleasure to be here with you today, riding shotgun, literally. Uh, today, he's joining us from a vehicle somewhere in Colorado. Uh, it is my pleasure to welcome the good counselor, Chisholm Cook. How are you doing, man? I'm good. My whereabouts are probably uh unnecessary detail but i'm i'm, I'm okay <laughs> anyway chisholm's in colorado and uh, we're doing <laughs> we are uh for the first time it's weird because um like traditionally in 15 years of doing this all of my remote interviews were just done over the phone you know and then the pandemic hit and zoom became popular and i guess there were a few skype interviews but mostly it was just over the phone recording conversations We've been doing this for over a year, and every one of our conversations has been videoed, and uh, so it's a little weird to not see your face, but um, we'll make the best of it. Yep. Um, I'll enjoy looking at the mountains instead of your ugly mug. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we got a lot to get into today, man, but I want to start uh, by giving you the you know i've kind of gotten into these these updates from my soccer team because it's so weird having these conversations but i had one like this moment on monday night with with the goalie uh my friend scott who we do not see eye to eye on many things um but dude we were sitting outside it's about midnight and a, a guy from another team was out there with us and um he was kind of anti-gun, this dude. He was like, well, I mean, I'm fine if you want to have like a pistol and a rifle and a shotgun, but it's like, you don't really need an AR. And I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be, this is one of those kind of people. Here not, we go. And then and Scott, of course, I'm thinking, and Scott's going to just be lapping this up. Like, oh yeah, this guy's right. And my God, dude, the most amazing thing happened. Scott said, well, in a year and a half of having these conversations with Cable, I'm just going to tell you you're wrong. He said, if the government can own tanks, you should be able to own a tank. <laughs> so I said, what? Damn. He said, I, Cable and I don't agree on everything politically, but the only thing that separates this country from the rest of the world is that our government is still afraid of us. They fear an uprising. And yes, that we don't have, you know, we don't have the same weapons and access to tanks and uh, RPGs and stuff that the government does, but Scott's like, if if you want to buy one as a civilian, you should have the right to own whatever the government has. And I was just like, wow, maybe this is the start of the red pill. I don't know, um, but it, it was like a, a a huge victory for me internally, and uh, I try not to let them see how big my smile was, but I was pretty proud of him. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's kind of incredible. I can hear the black choppers over your house right now, though, for everything else you just added there. <laughs> um, I wonder what... Uh, I'm getting blown up. I wonder what... Uh, you know, what maybe has... It, it seems to me like what, what... The argument that we should be able to to defend ourselves against our own government for that to be what this guy has clung to wonder if there's not some other red pilling going on uh, yeah. maybe some of the other things that he's held so dear that uh are starting to crack and fade 
Yeah. Hopefully, no, no, no. I think it may be January 6th might be the next thing because he's regularly called that like a, you know, a violent protest. And I've just shown him the videos. Oh, yeah. Look at all these violent people walking around just taking pictures of stuff. But who knows, man? I was just I mean, the guy is dove hunted. He sent me pictures like he takes his son dove hunting, but he only owns a shotgun. So I was like, there's like I said, I was expecting that conversation for him to just be like, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Having an AR is ridiculous. And he brings tanks into the conversation. I was just like, whoa. Um, so it was awesome. 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 And he doesn't listen to the show, but uh, good good on you, Scott. I'm proud of you, buddy. I think there are a couple other guys on the team that do listen to the show that are more politically aligned with you and I. Um, and they weren't there for that. So this might be a relevation to them as well. Um, yeah. What do you want to get into first today? Let's see. It's not like there's much going on. Well, I got uh, sheet. You want, if you ABC want says COVID deaths are rising among the vaccinated, which somehow proves how effective boosters are. So get your booster. Uh, that's, that's ABC News. Um, the president and the press secretary and the Senate majority leader and the, uh, speaker of the house all love the fact that, uh, Supreme court justices, private residences are being protested by wild ass, like child sacrificial Satanists. Yeah, um, I saw that's, Zachy said that's that. my take on, on the people, um, who, who, say things like uh i watched one lady say suck the little bastard right out while she pantomimed you know having like a vacuum up against her vagina yeah and another another broad on msnbc who said i want to make love no 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 no. i'm gonna play the so, audio of that lady that meme of the week okay no no just i'm gonna play the audio i guess it's not meme, meme of the week freaking but. insane um yeah everything's insane everything um but the best thing i've heard in the last uh, 15 minutes for sure is um, Nina Jankowitz, Jankowitz, our new uh, our new uh, minister. Yeah, that's right. Minister of truth um, going on some rant and she sounds man, she sounds like, uh, you know, she's only like 34 mm -hmm. something like that. Um, she sounds like a valley girl when she talks. Uh, it's embarrassing. It's, it's horribly embarrassing that this woman um is even even an employee at the department of uh what was that the homeland security uh let, let alone in charge of this new ministry of ministry of truth she sounds like a clown disinformation um, board of governance yeah yeah she's on record in the last few days talking about how uh social media i guess twitter in particular should be editable like Wikipedia where blue check marks can edit non blue check marks by adding context to their disinformation and misinformation. Um, <laughs> I would, know. so every post I make would be edited. Yeah. God, dude. Yeah. It's like, it's China, but Hey, we're trying to follow suit and, you know, China's abortion uh regulations with uh um, right yeah yeah so i i just did a whole bunch of just all across the board stuff where are we starting as far as digging in because there's some interesting statistics on that 
Well, I, I will tell you right now. So the so it's amazing to me the uprising over the the, the Supreme Court leak on the opinion written by uh, Alito, and that and that's who wrote it, right? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it? Yeah, Alito. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so he wrote that, and it gets leaked, which we talked about last week. Okay, the response has been mind-blowing like nothing has changed that's what people don't realize like they think overnight a woman's right to have an abortion just went away that's yeah not what uh, happened. and 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 they're continuing to be miseducated on that by the american left slash media like they're, they're they're not trying to explain there's so many takes i have on this man so First of well, all, let me just tell you, my I, buddy who's very well educated, he's a lot, he's an attorney and he is, he's one of my lifelong friends, church friends. He, he works for a 501c3 Christian lobbyist group in Austin, Texas. And we have, we don't agree on politics at all. And for it's, it's like the uh, pro abortion pastor in, in Georgia, um, Warlock or whatever his name is. And works for a Christian nonprofit. Right. Right. Amazing. Weird. Uh, and anyway, um, dude, we're getting on this, this group text on our fantasy football league and him and my youngest brother and another guy that lives in Colorado were, were beating me up saying that, oh, you're pro Roe Ro versus Wade. I said, I'm pro state rights first and foremost. So this was correcting it wrong. And the attorney, the guy that works for that nonprofit said, do you understand how many women are going to die? <laughs> I was like, uh, women, what, what about the millions of babies? Millions, millions and millions like, and millions. Do you understand how many women are going to die? Like, we, and to hear that from a Christian, I was just like, oh, God, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And he called it a zygote instead of alive it was like very convenient for him well it's just a zygote and then the other guy who's a nurse yeah. in Colorado, what about the ones that are eight and nine months uh coming up on full term he goes we call well, those the other guy he said well it just depends on whenever you know how you define when it's viable and i said well doesn't life start at conception and they go no if you can't live outside of the womb then it's not viable but isn't it still alive well but it's Dude, what you should have said to them is most of what will come from Roe versus Wade being overturned will be reg modest regulations on that sort of question. Of course, that's Roe versus Wade tried to throw something out there about viability, but viability has changed in the last 50 years since it was decided, right? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, a 24-month pregnancy can survive with assistance outside the womb. So is that viable? If you have a 28-week you know, preemie, is that viable? Dude, I mean, we, I'm, we, I said it last week. We've been groomed on this issue mm -hmm. to believe a certain way. You can go back to the records. I saw, I heard the other day, Miss Roe herself, the lady who was the plaintiff in the case, regrets ever having anything to do with it, thinks that what she did is a horrible sin. And that's why you've never seen or heard hi, nor hide nor hair of her. Like she hates that she was, she says she was used by a, pro-abortion lobby not a pro-woman lobby not a pro-choice lobby a pro-abortion lobby there are records in that case where arguments had been made and briefs had been filed about population control 
and the importance of population control vis-a-vis -vis the ability to conduct abortions. Like it's nothing like what people think it is. I've learned some of this stuff just in the last two weeks. I mean, I already knew that it didn't make abortion illegal, you know, nationwide. I learned a few things since last week. One, the, the, the procedure by which these decisions are made. We talked about that and I was like, man, I don't really know anybody outside of like Supreme Court insiders that know that, right? This opinion was drafted in February of this year. Right. So it's now two, yeah. So it's now almost three months old as of when it was released. And, but yeah, but, but, so that's what no, they no, do. No, it wasn't. Oh, you mean leaked? Yeah. Yeah. When it was leaked. Right. Mm -hmm. The, what they, what they do is, you know, they, they, they conducted the oral arguments last year. Right. And then they go into sort of researching the issue. And then, it, you know, at some point they begin having hearings amongst themselves, uh, you know, after the, after the closing arguments where they start to get a feel for how are y'all going to vote. Right. And so like they take initial votes and if there's a five, four majority or a seven, three or whatever it is, then according to seniority, and I do think we talked about this, um, you know, the, basically the winning side, you know, assigns the initial draft opinion and then right. that gets bounced around the people who are on that side of the issue and you know essentially drafts go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until an opinion has been written that all five can agree to right and that's how we can end up with multiple different opinions you know there's there have been cases where you have a a three 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 decision right where like six justices agree to uphold some state action, but there's a split as to why, right? And so like the action gets upheld, but the precedent that is set becomes very muddy. There really is no precedent in terms of like how a, another future judge could rule on a similar issue when you mm -hmm. have something like that, right? Where a 5-4 majority or, or greater is really important, a true 5-4 with one controlling opinion that becomes essentially law, right? In terms right. of its precedence effect, right? So, so this thing was one of maybe maybe the very first draft, probably the very first draft of a majority opinion to completely throw out Roe. And, you know, Alito went like nuclear, throwing every single argument that the Federalist Society and the anti-Roe crowd, including Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because she has acknowledged, she acknowledged for 20 something years that this was a wrongfully decided case. She also is on record talking once about how I don't understand what the big hubbub is because we're getting rid of the right kind of people through abortion. I don't know if you knew about that. That's on, te that's televised. That, that's on video. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Mar she, Margaret Sanger much? I'm not defending that, that viewpoint, but if she is saying that the people who were going to be raising these kids were, inept probably likely going to be inept parents well she's not wrong about that and a lot of the situation yeah, i mean i think she was insinuating that and she was insinuating poor people and everything else that margaret Sang margaret sanger stood for right getting rid of undesirables um i i i just think it's grotesque you mm -hmm. can say it's not wrong i guess it's hyper pragmatic um no, no, I didn't mean morally Christian. wrong i mean i'm saying she's not wrong in saying that the if if her if her take was these parents are not likely going to be fit for parenting anyway, well, I would say yes. In a lot of the cases, she's right about that. I'm not saying that the the moral stance on that was acceptable. I'm just it, I'm no, just, I know. 
you understand what I'm saying. It, it's gross. Yes, I do know what you're saying. Okay. Um. Anyway, so, so, so this thing that was leaked, it it likely won't be exactly what the final opinion, uh, reads like, uh, which is still supposed to come out next month, um, assuming that somebody doesn't bail, assuming that Kavanaugh doesn't, you know, crack under. 24 seven protests at his house they won't crack um but there's definitely some elements to it that you could see certain justices wanting to see pulled out this was sort of his like let me try to cram it all in and y'all tell me what you you can't handle kind of thing right meanwhile you know apparently even even chief justice cook wants to vote to uphold the mississippi statute which is a 15 week i think i called it a heartbeat ban it's not it's a 15 week ban um but that's lower than, I guess, the Casey decision, which I think is a 18 or 20 week. Anyway, um, he wanted to uphold that without overthrowing Casey and, and Roe. And, and, you know, so the current, so there were some additional leaks. Have you seen that? There was two or three additional, not leaks of documents, but um, leaks of information that allegedly have come. This was through the Wall Street Journal from like three different uh uh, clerks and other uh, maybe staff employees, but I think clerks in particular. How clerks have these are like, people not been fired for leaking this information? This is confidential. Uh, it's from the Supreme well, Court of the United States. I can't think of anything other than so, like so 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 uh, home, like uh, national defense. Like how could anything else be more? Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Classified about which way justices are leaning have happened. Many, many, many times, a leaked document of a you know a leaked draft opinion yeah has, has never happened before. Oh, but so, the Democrats don't give a crap. They're pro, they're like celebrating that it was leaked. Right, I, I know. But these three conservative leaning clerks that are on record as of the last few days with the Wall Street Journal, like I was listening to somebody who has herself practiced you know, argued before the Supreme court and her husband has done it repeatedly plugged in people. Right. They were basically saying when something is leaked to the media by a clerk, it's done with the justices knowledge who he works, he or she works for. Right. Um, and it's done for a purpose. So what these leaks say is that, yeah, that was representative of the five, four decision at the time. And it still is representative of the, current state of things as of the last few days that there is still a 5-4 majority to overturn Roe versus Wade. Yes, in fact, Chief Justice Roberts has been arguing for months for them to take a more uh, uh, a less disruptive approach of upholding the Mississippi statute without overturning uh, Roe versus Wade outright. Like, and you know, basically, and we're pretty sure it's a it's a leftist that that released this uh, this document. Well, it wouldn't um, benefit the conservatives to do it. Like, right. I mean, the only theory there was people who thought that it could be in the left. I actually heard some lady speaking on behalf of the government claim that the leading theory right now is that it was leaked by a conservative. Yeah, there's just no way. And then, because and then, then she literally says, the and one of the twice. other theories, and then she says one of the other theories was that it was leaked by a, a, a liberal uh, clerk. But no, so the theory behind it having been leaked by a conservative would be that one of the five had been had been like had, their, that their resolution had wavered in the last month and they were considering joining uh, joining over to uh, Chief Justice Roberts, which would break up 
the the overturn of, of Roe versus Wade. And so like a, a zealot, uh, you know, uh, absolutist on the conservative side, maybe an Alito clerk had thrown it out there to try to pressure that person into standing firm. But to your point, that's nonsense. But that's part of why yeah. this other counter leak. Well, and why is it other nonsense? Leak, because then you have to deal with backlash two times. Once when it's leaked and again when the opinion formally comes out. Like it's but, but if that's that, idiotic. You're not, no, because if that happened, right, if one of the five breaks ranks, then this opinion doesn't come out. And, has, and Roe versus Wade doesn't get fully overturned because there's no longer a majority opinion to do so. There's a majority 6-3 to uphold the Mississippi law but there's no longer a majority five, four to overturn Roe, right? If one justice on the five jumps onto, onto. Right. No, I right. understand so what you're saying. There is no, there is no second round S show. If this opinion isn't what ultimately gets released, gets released. Right. Yeah. Like what they were hoping was, well, and it's, it's nonsense. That's not what happened. That's not what right. happened. A conservative didn't leak this. A leftist yeah. leaked this to get 100%. exactly the result they got. Look at the way they've reacted to it. I think we mentioned last week that you know Planned Parenthood announced a hundred and fifty million dollar fundraising deal like hours before this thing hit the press. Yeah. All the companies I mean, who are for, saying for they'll Democratic. pay for their employees to travel out of state to get an abortion. I mean, it's it's been insane. Even Elon Musk, like said, Tesla will do the same thing. So be very clear, uh, Elon Musk, not conservative but definitely a, a free speech absolutionist it seems like um but for anyone that's thinking that elon musk has been red-pilled i would caution you in in that uh, school of thought um i want to play that audio did we talk dude. about that okay i still want to talk, i want to throw out there adam curry's uh theory on transhumanist elon musk's reason for buying twitter Okay. Go ahead, player audio. It's coming to you now. And this is from, oh, what a great name. Her last name is Kill Martin. And uh, it's fitting since she's talking about killing uh, a baby. This is uh, Lori Kill Martin on the MSNBC uh, panel here. And she's also a writer for Conan O'Brien. Here we go. This is disgusting. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, here's the thing. Here's my feeling about the leaker. I, I would like to find out who the leaker is so I could make sweet love to that person because that person is a <laughs> hero to me. Okay. And if the leaker, yeah. a lot of people are saying it could be a conservative. If the leaker is a Republican uh, and if I get pregnant during our lovemaking, I will joyfully abort our fetus and let them know. Hilarious. I, I just the level that they have sunk to on this it, it's like subhumanity buddy like i don't yes. i don't even understand it it is satanic it's disgusting i would no, it, it, joyfully it's, it's, abort it, it, the fetus yes. and let them know <laughs> joyfully it is satanic dude this is grotesque this is grotesque reasonable i think i think reasonable human beings can argue about things like viability but there's a bill before the united states senate right now that chuck schumer is pushing for a vote this week that would yeah. restrict remove all restrictions at the federal level it would outlaw every single abortion restriction currently on the books in every state in the union 
to make it match what Illinois, New York State, California, et cetera, have, which is unregulated abortion all the way up to term, all the way up to nine full, the day of birth. Yeah, it's right? called the Women's Health Protection Act. Right. You sent me the article, but I had already heard it too. There's only two other countries on the planet that allow that. And we already, we're one of, there's, we're one of three that anywhere in the United States of America, are you allowed to go and get a, a, an abortion on the due date of your baby? And the other two are North Korea and China. Right. There's only seven countries in the entire union that allow it after 20 weeks. And we're one of the seven. 20 weeks. 20 weeks is a, is a, is a mark that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure ha- I have to look at what Casey ruled, but 20 weeks is probably a mark. There are states that have 20 week bans that have been in place for quite some time <clears throat> in, in the UK and, and in France, it's like 22 and 24 weeks, man. You cannot have an abortion after that, unless there's like a severe problem with the pregnancy that risks the mother's life. Right. Mm-hmm. Every, every state in the Europe, every nation in the European union has far more restrictive abortion uh, protections than even Roe provides. Dude. Like, it, it, we're we're in the gross minority, and I mean the word gross intent, like <laughs> right. it's grotesque. And that's, dude, they're showing the country truly what they believe, which Hillary Clinton did on the debate stage against Trump in the last debate in 2016, when she said a woman's right to choose up until term. Man, that was literally the night where I was like, oh, wow, because I didn't mm-hmm. like Trump. We've talked about that. I didn't like Hillary either. But, you know, at least with her, I was like, well, she's like a known commodity and she's not a communist. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In retrospect, I, I, I'm, a, I'm appalled at my own thinking on all the time. It seems like, but like that was a moment where I was like, whoa, where are they going with this? You know, yeah. I think it yeah. helped Doomer. They think they're, they're going to salvage the midterms with this dude. They have got another thing coming, man. The great thing about this, if it goes through in June, God willing, is that all the people who have been lied to and confused all this time that don't realize what Roe actually does are going to suddenly wake up and realize, oh, wait, so you can still get abortions and other. I thought this made it illegal. Right. And here's the thing. You can tell they know they're losing on this because all they want to talk about is how this is going to lead to gays being uh, being, you know, have their marital rights revoked and. Uh, you know, being persecuted, like they're jumping way far afield of abortion because they realize that, like we talked about last week, the polling on abortion actually shows that once you teach someone what Roe versus Wade does, they're no longer in favor of Roe versus Wade. Yeah, they're out there citing this notion that 63% of Americans want Roe versus Wade upheld. They won't acknowledge the fact that 79% of Americans want abortion illegal after 20 weeks. And like after 12 weeks, it's something like it's basically the same number of people who think that they want Roe versus Wade upheld support support abortion bans after 12 weeks, which would not be legal currently under Roe versus Wade. I'm not a woman, so I don't I don't know if I can speak to this, but what changes between 12 and 16 and 20 weeks like that you're all of a sudden be like no i don't want to do this like i think you should be able, i think you should make i don't think it's a lot to say you, you kind of need to make your mind up like 
before the second trimester or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't remember what changes. I think at that stage, it's mostly just growth because before the before the twelve week mark, you've got fingerprints, you've got a heartbeat, you've got uh, like eyelashes, you've got the ability to respond to pain, you've got the ability to respond to light, all kinds of like it looks like a little bitty baby, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's why that's why the pro life, the true pro life argument is like, where do you draw the line, man? So we both agree that the moment of conception is when life starts, right? I can't deny that. Yeah. No, I I think that's when life. And yet we've been desensitized to say, ah, well, whatever, 16 weeks. Okay. Whatever it is, you know? Um, But even so that was another moment. I was like having that conversation with, with Scott and we got into a portion and he was like, well, I believe in science, so I'm going to believe that life starts with conception. So going back to that text thread when we were... This uh, is the goalie um, again? Yeah. So I was like, God, I agree with you again. This is ridiculous. I don't know what's going on here. Um, so he, he won major brownie points with me with, with that take too. Uh, now, I'm not, now I don't, we, I'm not saying that he was pro 100% no abortion. And that's not what I'm saying. Right. But, but he no, agrees have, that... Right. Life starts with conception. And so going back to that, to my, my bird, my buddy who was like, well, you don't understand how many women are going to die. I was like, yeah, not very many. Kind of like the same, like relatively, like how many healthy people died during the pandemic when you guys were all rushing out to get your vaccine shots. And then dude, the backlash from the vaccines and they, they were just like, well, now you're just being moronic. It saved so many people's lives. I said, yeah, they might have saved some old or fat people's lives. Did you need it? And they're like, well, uh, I didn't die. And I was like, yeah, but you got COVID. Every one of you that is on this thing that has been vaccinated. Every one of you had COVID. Every one of you. So they're going to get it again, too. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, so why are we why are you guys still even after Johnson and Johnson just got pulled because it's killing people literally causing blood clotting that is killing people why are you guys still championing these bullshit shots you i said are you guys rushing out to get your boosters what do you think the response was there wasn't one crickets no really dude yeah they're not rushing out to get their boosters but they're still acting like these things oh okay this is where i was going with this think about think about how hard it is to admit you're wrong and then think about injecting yourself with an experimental vaccine and having bought the notion that it was going to save your ass and realizing, well, I'm not getting boosted and having oh. to come to grips with the fact that you injected yourself with gene therapy technology yes. without thinking. Like, well, you that, know what that's they, like, they said when I said you've gotten COVID, they said, well, yeah, but I kicked Omicron in three days. And I said, who didn't? Right. Who didn't? Name, I had Omicron too. Right. Yeah. Name a healthy person. And let's caveat it with healthy people. We're all in our late 30s or early 40s. You didn't need the shot. Okay. So... But going back to when is life viable in the in my buddy who's a nurse in Colorado, and he says, well, you know, maybe uh, 16 or 20 weeks. I don't know where you draw the line there. And I said, so, you, so that's when you think that it's alive, when it's viable. And he said, yes, because that's science. And I said, so the same science, that's how we got on the vaccines. I was like, so the same science that, uh, that told you that you needed to have this vaccine to save your life? That's you science? trying like hell to have a fight. <laughs> Well, just trying to make them understand how stupid they are. Like, yeah. I, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, and then, and then, of course, you get into the "My Body, My Choice." That sounds pretty hollow now when you're championing abortion, right? I mean, oh, it was uh, it was three against one with they don't even they, they just tell Jansen he's a conspiracy theorist, my brother. And they don't really even acknowledge when he posts stuff about like the movie Two Thousand Mules, which we might hit on here in a minute, but. They're just like, oh, that's all, the whole thing's unfounded, and you don't have any, you know, those aren't reliable sources. They so it's all the data y'all relied on to take those shots, but that's fine. Right, right. Hey, what about the Johnson and Johnson thing being pulled for anyone under eighteen? Crickets, no response. They yeah, dude, no response. and that's not even the half of it, man. This this Roe stuff has completely obscured, and I'd argue almost like it's part of the plan. The fact that that. Pfizer data is now coming out from their clinical trials that shows they didn't even test it on like nursing mothers. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got, you've got, you've got doctors telling women all across the country right now that it's okay to nurse after having had these shots. And I, you know, it's okay to have the shots while pregnant. And there's no data about whether or not that could potentially harm a, a newborn infant. None, because well, they didn't study for it. In fact, there is some data. There's kids coming in sick. There's infants coming into clinics, doctors' offices with strange, unidentifiable like conditions. Hmm. Yeah. So this is the data. This is the data that Pfizer managed to get the CDC initially to agree, or the FDA, I guess, the FDA, to hide for seventy years before they released it. And that a court overturned and said, uh, no, you got 70 days. 70 years? So yeah. That anyone affected by it would long be dead before they could see. Right. Yep. Dude, and, and we you know what I always the tell fact- these people on that text is follow the money. Like, do you think that the government really gave a crap about you? It, it, with these with these mandates oh then we started talking about mandates hey. and now they're pro they were all pro mandate and i'm like but how Dude. can you tell someone that they have to inject this thing into their body and then say my body my choice and they're like well you know what they said all three of them you don't have a right to a job you don't have a right to work i was like wow my body my choice but no but you don't have a right to work that's a privilege like so so unwillingly you should have to get this vaccine to keep your job. They're like, yeah. Okay. It's like, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe you're not on one of these, these uh, text threads where you're, I, you know, the only one who really seems to make sense. And they look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> nope. I, um, I have one text thread where it's uh, two against one against one. And I'm in the majority of the two. Um, and I haven't even bothered to pummel, uh, the, the, the one pro vaxxer with the fact that his very shot has been banned now for a second time. And, uh, you know, the data coming out of Walgreens, which by the way, is continuing, continuing week by week. It's getting worse that the three, the three shot group that from that data we talked about last week and then the most recent update to Walgreens data is now over 50% of all positive cases. So Over, if, if I took that information to those guys on that group text, they would laugh at it and say, mm, that's just one study. 
That's what they would do. Like they would, they would not even consider reading it, paying attention to it. Nothing. I guarantee to you, they yeah, wouldn't but even. The, but but you know that they're they're suffering from double think when they can't answer you about boosters. Like they know they've lost. They just can't go down without a fight because they're not ready to sign up for boosters. You know who does come on occasionally and kind of get my back is our fraternity brother Eric King and he's a he's the guy who's in who's in the medical industry (laughs) yes and he's like hey he's a devout Catholic and he was like guys he was like how can you be pro-abortion and in saying that this Roe versus Wade thing is a monumental mistake but also telling people that they have to stick shots in their arms he's like you understand how idiotic that sounds yep yeah, there's just there's no denying it. And there's been an interesting, funny meme going around that I uh, should hit you up, send it to you, but um, of uh, like an image. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, it feels like there was um, a report that signs of, of life had been found on Mars, like mm-hmm. basically bacteria, bacteria, fossils, I think. I don't think it was live bacteria. I think it was like, I think it was like fossils of like cells. Those were signs of life. You know, and then this clump of dividing cells in the womb is not is not life, but, but that is right. That's to mm-hmm. to the to Scott's point about it being science. It's simple fuck. It's simple freaking science, right? If you've got cellular organisms, you have life, regardless of how complex or uncomplex they are. An amoeba is a single celled organism. It's a life. But we can just call it a zygote and pretend like it's it's not a life right. until it's actually viable outside of the womb. That's when it's alive. How convenient is that argument? Hmm. I wonder if, like, do they know how it's done? More importantly, what do they think about the nine-month abortions? Like, the next time y'all get into it, ask them that. What do you think of how they do it in New York, Illinois, uh, California? There's there's a bunch of states. Not a, not the majority. It's, it's under 10, I think. But New Jersey is one of them. Ask them what they think about that. I will. And then if they say that they don't have a problem with it, ask them, do you know how to, how it, what it takes to abort a baby after really after 12 weeks after 12 weeks it takes stabbing them in the brain to kill them with an injection and then ripping them out piece by piece god dude that's what it takes this is the conversation we talked about last week that conservatives stopped having the guts to to, well for a long time cringe even going down that rabbit hole that's because it's, it's cringeworthy. It's and makes me uncomfortable. And psychotic. It's psychotic, yeah. dude. Let me ask you this, because I was talking to my neighbor, Mickey. Um, he came over for, for hamburgers the other day, and um, he's 100% no abortion ever. I, I do have to draw the line. And maybe people will think this is wrong. I don't know. But like, if a woman is raped, or is a victim of incest or some other kind of violent sexual crime. I cannot tell that woman that she should have to carry that scar with her, that she didn't want to to have a child that she didn't, she didn't do anything wrong. There's um, a black Republican, a black Republican. I know. I know. Pennsylvania right now is yeah. running for That's, office and says, I was a victim of a rape. I mean, I was I, the, pro- she was the product of a rape. I understand. I understand. But I, I, I cannot tell a woman look her in the face and say, no, I'm sorry. You have to keep that. I just can't do it. 
And he was like, you, he's, he told me I need to get my priorities in order. I was like, but it, it's, it was a crime that was committed against her. She was raped the most, I don't think there is anything worse. Maybe being tortured is up there, but like, I don't think there's anything worse. And for me to say, how about, you, how about, how about that being stabbed in the brain and torn limb from limb when you're just an innocent, I would put it right out there. God. Right. Like I hear what you're uh, saying, dude. Um, I, I, I've always taken a somewhat pragmatic, you know, God, this is an uncomfortable first, conversation. first trimester type position, but I'll tell you that if my only two choices were, um, if my only two choices were unregulated abortion or no abortion, it's a crime with no exceptions. I would choose the latter. Um, you know, if I had to vote for one of those two extremes, um, and I can't tell you if the choice was no abortions after 12 weeks whatsoever, no matter what, or no abortions at all, how I would vote on that. Yeah. Well, what about when the pregnancy is putting the woman's life at risk? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a different animal, dude. But normally, if that's the case, you've got a severe problem with the pregnancy, too. Right. Um, yeah. I will say this. Doctors these days freely recommend aborting uh, kids that they think have Down syndrome. And I think that's an atrocity. I think or, that's uh, my, uh, my wife's cousin is uh, her son is autistic and he is a handful and he has no, no skills to speak of. Like he just sits on an iPad with his headphones on. Um, you can't have a conversation with him and his parents have had hell dealing with him. But you know what? They wouldn't have done it any other way. They love right. that kid. And I mean, he's, he's, he's like 6'4", this giant. I think he's about 17 years old now. Um, I, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't do that. There's no way. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't abort that. It's just, it's just insanity. Yeah. But that's what doctors are advising. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. All over the country. But I mean, in it's, those just leftist, another, it's just another thing. In those, in oh, those you don't need your life burdened with this. Like, right. Exactly. Dude. I mean, I can guarantee you that selfish worldview. I, I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet. I don't know what the percentage of doctors in Texas are that, that throw that out there as an option when, you know, cause you get those blood tests done it like at like 12 weeks now that are yeah. supposed to tell you that sort of thing, right. Whether there's that extra chromosome or, you know, whatever. I, I would bet the majority of doctors in Texas, I might, that might be a stretch say, well, you know, you could certainly, we could take care of the, you know, we could terminate it. Right. Um, but I would bet that a majority in these leftist States argue that they should like try to coerce them into it. I just don't dude, understand it. It's dude, the, the pro abortion crowd. They are eugenicists, whether they know it or not. But no, dude, they, they are. are. There's, there's, they're doing it in the name of saving women's lives. Bullshit. Just well, of course it is, because modern medicine, very, very few women are dying because of pregnancies. Very few. It used, I mean, a hundred years. Well, those ago, people that are saying ago, that, yes, I, people I, died all the time. Women I, often died I, during childbirth. But I think that guy's claiming that what'll happen is women will go have back alley abortions with coat hangers. 
die that way. I don't know for sure, but that's definitely one of the talking points is like, if you make it illegal, they're still going to get just as many women are still going to go out and get abortions and they're going to get it done in horrible, you know, dirty dancing style ways that kill them. I don't know. Here's here's a question though about the um the I'm going to tell you the name of it one more time so people can make sure they're aware make sure aware of the name of the bill that the Democrats are trying to pass the Women's Health Protection Act. Can the Senate? Let me ask you this: What good would this do if the Supreme Court has already said Roe versus Wade is unconstitutional? Wouldn't it? Would it only take like an, one more case to come in front of them, where then they could just strike this down if it was to pass? And then number two, how likely is it that they'll get the fifty-one votes that they need? Obviously, Kamala, who is atro- uh, just an atrocity in her own right, will vote in favor of it. Do you think they'll get? They, they, they already. They already. They already ran this bill out earlier this year, and it and it did not get enough votes. Already once, so there's still some Democratic politicians with an it ounce did, of moral fiber left yes, in their body. Yes, it didn't even it didn't even win in the House of Representatives, dude, because there are plenty of Democrats who are from Bible Belt conservative type places who know they cannot go back because it's it was the same bill, the kill them up to nine months bill. You know, they may not be willing to say it, but they're not willing to vote for it. Right. They may not be willing to say, I'm not down with that for fear of the Twitter mob attacking mm-hmm. them, but they know they can't go back and face their constituents. Protesters showing up at their crap. house and then right. Jen Psaki saying, oh, we certainly, yeah. we, she said, we, so, we, we not only commend it, we, she like said, we recommend it or we, enco- no, she's, her word was encourage it. We encourage those peaceful protests in front of the Supreme Court justices residences. Dude, I don't know what they're trying to do. Because so, so, what I read was that 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 Schumer has two bills in hand. One would would be the complete, at a federal level, unreg you know dysregulation, whatever deregulation of any abortion in the in the country. Yeah, that's the other the women's health would be Act. something like a twenty week, you know, that states could regulate it after like twenty weeks, something like that. And he was willing if there was republican bipartisan support for the latter to table that one i guess he didn't get any because every conservative that's worth their salt has to be in favor of it being a state's issue 100 percent. so he's moving forward with the the psycho leftist version and i get again I, i don't know what reality they live in i mean every day it's clear from every on every issue, they don't live in actual reality. Certainly not the one I live in. But I don't know why they think this is a winning issue for them. I really don't know, other than the fact that the media covers for them a little bit and calls it codifying Roe versus Wade, which is not what it's doing at all. If you are saying there's no regulation on abortion whatsoever, you've gone you've gone light years beyond what Roe versus Wade did, which is which spoke of this idea of liability like Roe versus Wade acknowledged that some regulation is 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 warranted the case in question out of Texas at the time was it was a criminal it was a crime to do it at any you know day one and they said okay that's too far but we're not going to say 
where the line is, right? And then Casey came along and, you know, all I can think is that they they hope that the, you know, that it's always funny to watch how, like, condescending the left is to the people they claim to care about so much, i.e. the working class, right? Because they, they clearly think that we're dumb. Well, everybody who's not in D.C., right? So they're like, oh, the media will just prop us up and, you know, hide the fact that we, we're all for killing nine-month pregnancies. Um, but the reality is Americans are not down with that one bit. Nobody in the world is down with that other than the North Koreans in China. And they do it because if they actually have the baby, the baby will starve to death. Right. I guess. I've been seeing now there's like a shortage of baby formula. Uh, Dude, I was going to say that a minute ago. We're sending 40 billion. billion, Yes, dude. To the Ukraine, oh, and we had came dude, or fixed our, our problems a, in our own backyard. There is a I paid four dollars and twenty dude, cents for gas the other day in North Texas. Dude, I was talking with a mutual friend of ours that we went to college with yesterday, who has his second child now, who is six month at six months. I think I think she is. This 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 issue, this 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 formula issue, he's been fighting that entire time. It's hmm. just become news in the last week or two because it's hit like mission critical levels where entire shelves are empty all across the country. Like you can't, his whole family, you know, there's several babies and throughout his family, you know, his wife's brothers and sisters and his brothers and sisters. Right. So like the whole family is on watch that anytime they see and one and they all, they have a rule. They won't buy more than one extra can to keep from depriving somebody else. But if they see an extra can of like the special formula that his daughter needs, they grab it and they ship it to him. Hmm. It's been going on for six months, dude. That's insanity, dude. And to your point, and this is this cuts both ways. Mitch McConnell is on record in the last forty-eight hours saying the single most important issue in the entire world is Ukraine. So let's send them forty, dude. The president only asked for thirty-three billion. Senate Republicans agreed to send an extra seven. I know. I saw the worst inflation in fifty years, at a time where people can't get formula for their babies. The most important thing in the world is Ukraine. I'm sorry, it just isn't. It isn't. I don't. I, I'm at the point where, as you know, I'm. Let me give everybody. I mean, a, let me give everybody t- a. Let me give everybody a, a tip. Start watching Lockheed Martin, Raytheon. Um, what are the other ones I followed? Lockheed, Raytheon, and Northrop Grumman stock. Mm-hmm. And then you know, pay attention to all other stocks, and you'll notice they're all tanking crypto's tanking northrop grumman is up something like 12 percent for the year uh skyrocketing so are all the energy stocks oil and gas stocks by the way yeah why is crypto tanking by the way because the president's trying to regulate it out of existence they're cracking down on exchanges where you can buy in like coinbase And a whole bunch of other reasons. I don't know. So you can get your digital coupons. Right. Government issued. They can't let you use. They can't let you use freewheeling crypto. You have to use your government crypto. Yeah. I'm going to hold on to my crypto. I think. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to write it out. Especially since it's worth like a quarter of what I got a lot of that. Yeah. Um, 2,000 mules. 
the film by um, Dinesh D. Souza. We were going to review yeah. that. Dinesh, Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah. Okay, you're going to correct me since I butchered his name. Um, anyway. Just so people know if they hear it, because you were so far off base. <laughs> Dinesh D'Souza. We yeah. were going to review Yeah, we were going to review it, and then it vanished. It vanished, yeah. So you were, you you, you watched thirty minutes? Right? No, I can't get it. Yeah. And it was on his locals. It was on right. Uh, it was Dennis. released on locals.com. Yeah. Yeah. And you watched thirty minutes of it last night, and today it's gone. So yep. the uh, yep it mystery was... of truth must have gotten involved already. Well, something's definitely up. And the weird thing is, I can't. You know, a couple of the podcasts I listen to that are oh, even. You know, the guy who founded Locals, Dave Rubin, had an episode dropped today. It may have been recorded yesterday. Must have been because he was talking about it and nobody has acknowledged. I haven't seen anybody acknowledge yet that you can't get the damn thing. Don't know what happened. But yeah, watched 30 minutes of it last night. You know, it's interesting. Um, but it's I, about ballot box know, stuffing all, it, for anyone that's not aware. Yeah, right. It's about, right. It's about. It's about uh, the two, the concept 2,000 mules is that they basically have cell phone tracking data that show that as many as 2,000 individuals had hit um, certain uh, drop, box, drop boxes for the mail-in ballots. Like they, they start off like this forensic guy that does this election integrity stuff all across the globe. They explain that like they, they limited it to like, first of all, did their geo data show that they're their like daily habits, daily patterns around the city had changed during the two weeks leading up to the election. Then mm-hmm. did they hit a did they hit a drop box more than like five times? Uh, you know, and, and also there's like there's these nonprofit political organizations that they would be shuttling back and forth to. So it was like they had to have shown a change in their daily patterns. So you know, to avoid just like somebody who's driving by every day the same drop box because it's on their way to work. Um, and then were they shuttling back and forth between drop boxes and these nonprofits at least five times a day? Um, the biggest thing that freaked me out about it is that you can apparently, if you've got the money, just go buy that data. Hmm. They just bought it from these brokerage firms. Yeah, because all these apps—if you don't turn—if you don't turn it off, your phone, these apps on your phone track where you're going. And then all the time, you can just buy that. So just private information, just purchase it. Yeah, so the app developers then sell to brokers that data that can then get sold to advertisers. And well, that's, that's not different than how they were tracking whether people were still going to church during the pandemic. Hey, Chisholm, your audio is terrible, so uh, try to get to a new location. And uh, while you're doing that, I will go ahead and uh, drop the meme of the week. It's time for the meme. Of the week. It's a cartoon. It's two guys looking at each other. They're having a conversation. And the one guy looks at his buddy and says, looks like the pandemic was bullshit all this time. The other guy rolls his eyes and says, we know. We've been trying to tell you for two years. And the other guy responds, you couldn't have possibly known. They just announced it on TV. Oh, that's the world we live in. It's sad that that uh, mirrors society 
and and some people's lack of intelligence so closely, but God help them. Uh, Chisholm, you back? Okay. Well, all right, man. So there's one other thing we need to discuss today, Chisholm, and it's a uh, a piece from yesterday. So today is the 11th. This was uh, published on the 10th, and it's from the Los Angeles Times, written by Cindy Caraco. Um, and it's from a two-year study from the Georgetown Law Center on Privacy and Technology. And they say that ICE, which is, if you know ICE, it's the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, um, which I believe is a Bush invention, Bush administration creation another strike against bush but i I don't know maybe ice is i guess ice is necessary right of course uh but what they are we need border patrol well of course but well we had border patrol before this is more i guess on the surveillance side of things they have taken it to the next level though and have created a sophisticated surveillance dragnet designed to spy on not just people they think are illegals doesn't know but most people in the United States, and that's according to that two-year study from the Georgetown Law oh. on privacy yeah. and technology. And I'm just going to read part of this. This is a, where in this Los Angeles Times piece, the uh, author interviewed Nina Wang, who is a, a policy associate at the center there for, at Georgetown and co-author of the two-year study. And she says, quote, I was alarmed to discover that ICE has built up a sweeping surveillance infrastructure capable of tracking almost anyone seemingly at any time. They have done this with near complete secrecy and impunity, sidestepping limitations and flying under the radar of lawmakers. She said that even sanctuary states such as California are affected by the agency's sweeping dragnet using third parties such as utility companies and other non-law enforcement outfits to amass data on hundreds of thousands of Californians. And uh, even in states that have tried to protect immigrants' data, ICE has found ways to sidestep some of the strongest restrictions on the kinds of records that it can access, as well as the regulations on when and how and whom it can pull this, it can pull this information. So, dude, I mean, I read this and I was like, <laughs> we already think the government's tracking everything that we're doing, right? And I don't understand how this... Los Angeles Times piece, which the LA Times, come on, that's a left-winning hack job of a publication anyway. But for them to put this out there, like, it was kind of like when Time Magazine put out the relevation that, oh yeah, um, the Democrats completely... A big cabal cabal totally stole the election. Yeah, Right. Right. And I haven't seen this anywhere. Like, it was just a little blurb that came through on like, oh, you got a Twitter notification or something. I just happened to randomly click on it, and here was this this piece from a two year study from Georgetown Law Center on privacy and technology. I don't know if anyone knows Georgetown's like one of the most respected law schools um, in the United States. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's top ten pretty easily. Huh? So, so you weren't aware of this. So what is your other than? Well, you huh. said to me, and I guess I didn't get a chance to read the article. But I certainly was up to speed on the basic. And I, man, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just like, it's one of those things. That, and I think this is deliberate. They just sort of desensitized you to this over time. Right. It's like, oh, no shit. 
Of course they are. Right? Of course they are. Mm. There's just, dude, we we signed away, which is really funny, right? Because this is in, at least somewhat related to Roe versus Wade. The whole premise of a constitutional right to abortion <clears throat> is based on the idea that under the 14th Amendment, there's an inferred right to privacy. So the right to privacy allows you to kill an unborn baby but it doesn't allow you to go about your business through you, you know, through American society without being surveilled by the, you know, by the government everywhere you go. Or to have, you know, some app sell your data, your, your, your whereabouts to <clears throat> whoever, Dinesh D'Souza or anybody else. Like, or to put a Supreme Court justice's address out there so that people will come or encouraged to go protest in front of their house. I think everything you just outlined is terrible, but uh, I guess I'm just like, yeah. Hardly surprised, huh? Yeah. I wish there was, I mean, there's no explanation in there. Like, I guess ICE just refused to even, like, talk about it. Like, there's no no yeah. explanation no, of what they're no. trying to do with it. Like, and they're actively surveilling Americans all the time, or are they just, they're capable of it? Oh, it's just an egregious abuse of power. You're supposed to be um, the customs enforcement leg of government and you've abused that power to have a you know a dragnet a surveillance dragnet of the entire populace right yeah i know but there's no explanation of what the what the purpose is not that i'm there's no and there's no purpose that would justify it trust me like I, I, there's nothing they could come up with with that would justify them surveilling all american citizens no this is basically just a a a, a PSA that hey they're doing this just so everyone so you're aware <laughs> this is what ICE is doing so th awesome. there's that for you I'm, I'm pretty friendly with a border patrol agent I'll have to ask him about that yeah please do that yeah. would be great I'm supposed to go turkey hunting with him this season that didn't end up coming together mm. um uh. Yeah, that's all I that's all I really had for you as we I wish up. that I had I had like it's just like how how many different government agencies are watching us all the time. Like I, I really wonder like you know is there a file on you and I for the stuff that we're putting on social media or you know you're putting on social media I'm just putting out I guess through this podcast mostly like they, they have all the stuff in place to build out a social credit score on all of us already, right? It's all, it's all already there. Mm. So, you know, the date, like the thing is, if for some reason they wanted to start watching us, they absolutely could, but they could also go back and build out, like I said, like a comprehensive profile on everything we've ever done and said, you know, that's out, the, you know, Probably everything we've said on our phones. Definitely everything we've texted on our phones. That's, you know, that kind of stuff comes up in court all the time. Right? Mm -hmm. Usually they have to be actively recording audio. But everything you've ever texted, everything you've ever put on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, everything we put on this podcast, because that is recorded and, you know, available online. Like, they could recreate 
if they just had a reason to, a comprehensive file on who is this guy, what's he all about, what does he believe, and, you know, what kind of, quote, threat is he? And, like I said, it just leaves me wondering, like... Oh, hold on. There's a knock on the door. (laughs) 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 For about a a second and a half, I thought, okay, answer it. Then I was like, no, he's just messing yeah. But yeah, like what, what what sort of things could I potentially text or say or record or, you know, tweet that would have me actively being surveilled? I think you, you've already done it. Like, I think I might have already, too. You know, I think if you just go back to our episode two, which maybe I should stop talking about. You know, you'll go definitely listen to episode two if you haven't already. Yeah, the people that are in charge of this particular United States government would absolutely consider that. Um, what would the word that they would use? Problematic speech. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I think if you were actively making a threat and you were putting it out there, I mean, that's not condonable. We never made any kind of threat, but I guarantee oh. you we're on some kind of list somewhere. Seems like we would have to be. There's, well, just just knowing what this article just said, like if ICE is doing right. that, then what is the Department of Homeland Security with their Call um, well, domestic ICE terrorism a, division? What are they doing? Right, ICE is a division of DHS. Right, that's dude, that's why people since two thousand two or whatever have been so, you know, liber- hardcore libertarians have been outraged by the by the Patriot Act and the creation of the DHS and all that ever since it happened. Mm. Telling you that the Bush, that the Bushes, both of them, are going to go down as you know, some of the worst uh, violators of American freedom in the nation's history. And everything, everybody that's come since then has just been building. This leads well into the, that that thing I touched on at the beginning of this whole conversation that I wanted to touch on last week, which is Adam Curry of No Agenda and MTV fames uh, and and uh, podcast invention fame, his take on what Elon's up to, mm-hmm. which is basically surveillance. So I think we did, we, did we talk about this the other day or did? Mm, I think we talked about I it. I don't think we talked. To, we Well, we talked about we talked, I know, about on the air about Elon's business dealings and how much money he's made off the government, right? Mm, yeah, so much. But so then it was like two days later. Yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, he's worth $250 billion, mostly thanks to government subsidies, government contracts, government loans. The U.S. has completely created him, but he's also a trust fund kid. His family owned like diamond and gold mines in, in South Africa. Did you know that? Uh-oh. Yeah, so he's like Illuminati, right? Not surprising that he gets to become the most powerful entrepreneur in America since he came from the upper echelon to start with. But anyway, so I know we detailed all that. And then it was a few days later, I was listening to No Agenda, and Curry laid out his theory as to why. And I know we had sort of questioned, like, what's, you know, are we, should we really be, should conservatives really be as excited about this whole he's going to buy Twitter thing as they've all initially sounded, right? He's putting out 
cute memes of a stick man standing next to his, you know, liberal Democrat friend on the left side of the picture. And then over to the far right is a far right extremist in 2001. And then in 2011, the left leaning friend is like equidistant from him, from the right leaning friend. And then in 2021, it's like the left leaning guys all the way off the page and the right leaning guys looks real close to Elon. And they're like, where'd you go? Right. Like he's Mm -hmm. saying, I've always been a liberal and it's the leftists who are leaving us. Right. Which is, which is what Bill Maher is the truth. Bill Maher says the same thing. Rogan says the same thing. But then this, this thing comes out where the, you know, this, this leak of the road decision comes out. And the next thing you hear is that Tesla is going to pay, which means, you know, to some, well, I guess he paid back the government loan and now the, whatever money Tesla makes is going from selling cars and batteries, but they're not profitable. Anyway, Tesla's going to pay because it's now based in Texas. If Texas outlaws abortions outright for ladies to travel out of state to get abortions, it's like, well, there's definitely one of those examples of where you don't really line up. So that's kind of gross. Um, right. You know, like, again, wherever you may come down on where the line should be and where, you know, it's like if a company is saying I'll pay for your abortion, I guess that's better than the taxpayers paying for abortions. I guess. Anyway, I agree. Getting back to the Curry. So he pointed out that, that this man is so beholden to the government. I mean, he launches spy satellites, right? Like, He's assisting the war in Ukraine. He's assisting America slash NATO's wrongful intervention into a dispute between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, I, that's my take. Like, we don't have any business in it. Okay. That's not a NATO ally. But here's 40 billion. Um, yeah. On top of 100 billion they'd already sent. I don't remember how much they'd already sent, but this is just the next round of package that they've sent them. Um, he, Prediction, there'll be another one. I think I heard the other day that somehow he was involved or SpaceX was involved in capturing the data on that Maersk ship that got sank. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm splicing stories together in my head at that point, but I know for sure that SpaceX tech is being used to surveil and, you know, basically execute the war on Ukraine's behalf going on over there. He launches spy satellites, all this stuff, right? He is undeniably an asset of the American government, specifically the intelligence wing of the military industrial complex. Right. And we're all I'm like, sure. yay, he bought Twitter. So now I can tweet whatever I want. So one of the things he said is that he wants to eliminate all the bots from Twitter and have it hundred percent real human beings. Yay. That's great. No more bots. Sounds good. And he said, I like the idea of a $5 a month charge to become verified. Everybody can get a blue check mark. Yeah, cool. I can become verified. Now I'm important, even though I had to pay for it. And before it was based on how big of a platform I had. Right. Mm-hmm. So Curry points out, all right, so he's going to verify everybody. Well, what's that going to require? Probably going to require some kind of two factor identification login process. Right. That's easy. Twitter probably already has that. Is it going to require an ID? You have to scan a driver's license and send it to Twitter to prove that you are who you say you are, so they can validate you, so they can achieve their hundred. Twitter, if this is reality, 
Not that I really yeah, well, use Twitter anyway, but. He hasn't explained it. So this is all theoretical, right? But if he's going to get to a point where he can claim that 100% of Twitter users are verified humans, there has to be some kind of verification process, right? Even if they're not all blue check marks, there's going to be some process by which people get validated as humans. He's basically saying, listen, he's going to drop the guards and let anybody say whatever they want. And then just like what we were talking about with geolocation data being bought by the true the vote people for the Dinesh D'Souza 2000 Mules movie. Now Elon Musk is going to be sitting on the political rantings of, you know, 20 percent of America's population and, you know, basically 100 percent of everybody who's trying to make statements publicly about politics and culture. Right. Yeah. He's going to be sitting on all that information. So when when Nina Jankowitz and her Ministry of Truth come for those that are spreading harmful disinformation, Elon's Elon's going to have it all packaged up for here you go. It's right here. Just cost you a billion dollars. What's that to the Department of Homeland Security? Look that up. What's the Department of Homeland Security budget? I have no idea. <laughs> Google it. I am. Anyway. Yeah. So his take was basically. Keep going. His take is basically like, listen, it's no secret. Oh, this is super important. The one company we didn't even touch on last time, which I knew about before Curry made this point. Elon has a company called Neuralink. The goal of which is to lay a grid of computer circuitry inside the human brain so we can communicate with each other without words and do other cool transhumanist stuff. I don't think it's cool. I was Mm -hmm. using cool quite facetiously. The budget, the allotted budget for the fiscal year 2022 is 162.67 billion. And they're expected to spend $57.31 billion of that. Or maybe that's what they've already allocated. But yeah, $162 billion essentially. And here's another cool stat for you. $29.34 billion is what, they've, what they're planning on awarding to obligations like grants and stuff like that. Like here, Elon, you want to start Tesla? Here you go. Or here's some money for space you know, the next space force or whatever it is. So 30 billion there. Right. So he could easily buy all of Twitter's data from Elon for a few billion bucks. They could. And they will. Yeah. They'll have a standing order. It'll just be a pipeline. Right. But again, so he, so he is a transhumanist, man. What he's doing with Neuralink He was supposed to begin testing it on humans this year. They've already been testing it on monkeys, planting chips in monkey brains. Elon was supposed to start in 2020, and it got pushed to this year. I saw somebody the other day talking about there are already human beings walking around with, well, some of this technology kind of already exists with hearing and visual, uh, you know, technology to like restore people's eyesight and stuff, right? So he's not like dealing in the realm of, insane impossible you know sci-fi right this this already exists between humans all the time 
I last night I kind of looked over my wife and gave her a little nod. You know, I didn't say anything. And uh, I mean, you know what happened next? She knew exactly where y'all were headed. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think the fact that you're always thinking about that means that she empathically understood what you were getting. <laughs> but fair enough. You can definitely sense things. Anyway, so yeah, he talks all the time about the importance of Neuralink to eliminate like human miscommunication. Everybody will just plug into each other's brains. He's got Joe Rogan basically as his like multi-billion follower mouthpiece promoting that crap on the Joe Rogan experience all the time. I think one day, dude, he gets into it like every second or third episode. He gets on his five minute rant about how in the very near future, we won't even have to talk to each other. We'll be able to read each other's thoughts and we'll never miscommunicate. We'll never misunderstand each other again. And that'll somehow be great. He believes that MRNA, he's on record years ago already, like several years ago, way before COVID-19, saying that MRNA technology could get us to live to be over 200 years old in our lifetimes. He also thinks that human beings are destroying the planet. That's why we need to fly ourselves to he's Mars. He's not vaccinated with MRNA technology. He's not? No, he's not. No, I finally heard him say he's not vaccinated on one of his podcasts, which was one of the ones you told me to listen to because I don't listen to Rogan or Rogan or Rogan or Elon. Rogan. No, I'm talking about Elon. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah, these things. I'm, the only part about Rogan was that he he promotes this idea that he's one day people will be able to communicate. Him. Yeah, and, and that's he's getting that from Elon, who he's had on, who he hangs out with in Austin, right? They're buddies, hmm. right? So he's like promoting Elon's. Neuralink and all of his other transhumanism, all the other stuff I was saying about getting to Mars because we're destroying the world and all that. That's all Elon's projects, right? That's SpaceX and the Starship. So he's a hundred percent. Like if you look, which we did the other day at the world economic forums, you know, fourth industrial revolution agenda, when it comes to gene editing technology, when it comes to protect, pro, pro, you know, preventing climate change or combating climate change, Tesla, when it comes to, you know, saving the planet from, god-awful humanity the only difference is he claims we need we have a population crisis and that we need to start making more babies and all the other rest of the transhumanists say we need to be making fewer but yet tesla's willing to pay to send people to get abortions. so kind of wonder how legit he is on that position the main point is he's in line with these world economic foundation jerks across the board and what's the one thing that they need to pull it all together a social credit system so here you get a billionaire backed by JP Morgan to buy Twitter, unleash right-wing fury back upon it, even let Donald Trump back on it to instigate and rile people up. Yeah, I think that and, was just a, hey, look at this shiny thing over here. All you've done is created a pipeline conduit for your social credit system. Mm. <laughs> Dude, when he said it, I was like, yep, that's what it is. Held it. I have been so distrusting of Elon this whole time. Where, sure where are you at says. on Joe now, though? Because, well, I mean, three months ago, you were calling him a prophet. Yeah, well, I'm sure prophets were wrong if you, you know, in their lifetime. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, you just sort of have to take the good with the bad with Joe. You know, he continues to spout his, which he he always owns, you know, his left positions. Like the other day, he called the Texas 
six-week uh, abortion ban, something I think he called it just awful. It's a god-awful. He said it was just a terrible, awful law. And I'm like, Joe, the majority of Texans don't necessarily agree with you. So if you're not happy with it, go back to California. Right. Right. But no, you chose to move here because of the destruction of everything that you liked about that place. And this is an element of that. But, you know, he's a kid of the 70s, which is when Rose decided. So if you think you and I have been, you know, molded and brainwashed into thinking that it's not our place to challenge this, you know, bet his ass is. Uh, even further groomed to defend that. But, you know, I've also heard him say, you know, there's a certain point where you can't deny you're killing a baby. And that that's a real conversation to be had, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six weeks is pretty early. Lots of gals don't really even realize they're pregnant at six weeks. They're two weeks late on a routine basis, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're prone to be okay with it in general, that's about as early, you know. Well, anyway. Uh, you know, when he speaks about Elon's pursuit of transhumanism, you know, he's not necessarily saying it's a good or bad thing. He just says he thinks that's what we're going to get. You know? So... He's not wrong, and he's talking to the guy who's working on it. Right? Mm. He does sort of in, he does say he thinks that like eliminate miscommunication, which I think is laughable. It's like, oh, so what the things you think in your head you are always like representative of what you actually believe. Oh my god, can you imagine? Like yeah. you're sitting there talking to somebody you genuinely despised, and you're like you're thinking in your head, I wish I could just punch this guy's teeth out. And now that guy knows what you're thinking. <laughs> I mean, there's a million ways that that would be awful. Oh, could you but imagine also, every dude ever when a, like a, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. When a girl in a bikini walks by and you're just like, oh, not bad. God was showing off there. Yeah. Well, not- how quickly, you know, <laughs> what do you think the fastest way to get into the point where raw, where, where thought crimes are a real thing would be letting your, your thoughts be, you know, monitored. Right. Like you wouldn't be allowed to think. And maybe that's the point. Maybe yeah. it's just an upside. Maybe it's a feature. Not a bug. But, yeah. you know, to me, of all the things that I've labeled like signs of the Tower of Babel, nothing is more Tower of Babel than the idea that we can all, that all people, regardless of language and stuff, will be able to telekinetically communicate with each other. Why people think this is a good idea? It's beyond me. It's not. Bible tells us it's not. Yeah. That story yeah. is all about man utilizing technology to become like God. Mm-hmm. That is simplest. Like you strip all the metaphors and the symbolism of a wall and all that other crap or the you know tower out of it. It's, it's technology you know, being used for men to play God. And God had to smite that shit out to half court. That he did. <laughs> the Mutumbo finger wag. Excuse my, excuse my mixed metaphors. <laughs> right, right. I was, I... Speaking of, NBA quick hit, they're playing some preseason games uh, this summer in the United Arab Emirates where it's a crime punishable by death to be a homosexual, despite how woke they are. Huh. Well, I, I don't yeah. know that there are any 
openly gay NBA players at the moment. There, there was one, Jason Williams, maybe. Yeah, but they're no, all super woke uh, about everything. His name. Um, oh, I don't remember his name, but anyway. So social justice, bro. Yeah. They, um, their hypocrisy knows no bounds, as Doc Holliday might say. Mm. Um. Also, relatedly, something I wanted it just sort of popped up the other day since I'm now talking about the NBA. You know, we've talked a couple times about how many humans live in China and how you almost can't blame their double standard hypocrisy for catering to China while China commits, you know, genocide and, you know, is infinitely more racist a country than ours and all those sorts of things, right? Man, we've had it like totally wrong. I heard the other day. You know, I, I, I know we've talked about on the show that there are more NBA fans in China than there are Americans in America, right? Mm-hmm. So that there's more NBA watchers over there in that 1.5 billion person population than there are Americans, which we have 330 million of. Dude, somebody that I was listening to the other day said that there are more English-speaking NBA fans in China than there are Americans in America. Mm. That's how many people you're talking about. <laughs> there are more people who speak English so they can watch the NBA in its original production in China. NBA fans than there are Americans. And, and yet, <laughs> like, China, how do we compete and, with that? Hey, it, what's weird is that everyone in China looks the same. Like they have no. Uh, <laughs> right. they, I mean, like they That's don't definitively have. <laughs> no, it's not racist at all. I mean, they all look Chinese. They all look Asian. And what I'm saying is they, they're not a melting, a cultural or um, ethnic melting pot like we are here. I was just agreeing with you. They're racist as hell. They don't they don't like other other countries, other cultures. It, you know, no, they're very racist. But yet they want to learn English. That's so why it's so weird. Now they want to learn English so they can watch this this American sport. Um mm. It's weird. All thanks to Yaming, I guess. All right. <clears throat> Way to end on a high. <laughs> <laughs> we really just sort of came to a, it's like we, like we literally just ran out of gas. Just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, well, we got to, you know, these electric cars got to be charged up, bro. So. Yep. All right. Well, for Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 76 of Justified Pursuit. If you like what you heard, maybe uh, recommend us to your friend. Tell them that the last five minutes of this show really sucked. But other than that, not a bad production. Uh, give us a review on the uh, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate that. And uh, for Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. You guys have a great week. Transhumanism is really bad. Mule's gonna be a singer and a big movie star, but you can't catch no bricks, baby. And Hollywood is out. Now you work down at the time out. I'll for one.